Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Legacy. And this is what we've been saying about legacy. Legacy is not something you leave for someone. It's something you leave in someone. And what does that mean? It means this, that, that you can leave behind money, you can leave behind homes, you can leave behind experiences, whatever types of things. And it's great to do those things, to leave an inheritance for our family. But those things pale in significance compared to leaving behind someone to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because let me tell you something, all the possessions we have, everything we own, will one day turn to dust It'll be gone, but a relationship with Jesus Christ is going to continue through the ages. It's going to continue forever. It's going to change people's destinies. And that's what we're believing about. So today, as I bring this series to a close, we need to understand today's more about our giving. Today's more about a donation. Today, what we're doing is we're taking a faith step. We're believing in faith, that our faith action is going to transform lives. We're believing that it's going to bring power of breakthrough in our city, in our church, in our lives. If you believe it, would you give God some praise this morning? So I'm going to try and keep my message short today. Famous last words from a pastor. Uh, I've got 15 minutes apparently, but I'm going to try and keep it short because we've got lots of fun things planned afterwards. It's going to be amazing. Um, listen, if you want to get your hair painted, you can get your hair painted. If you want to go onto the animal farm, you can go onto the animal farm. Uh, you can do all those types of things. But today I'm finalizing our series and I'm preaching a message called Even Greater. Turn to the person next to you and say, Even Greater. Even greater. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I, I thank you this morning. We've come, we've worshipped you, we've come, we've praised you. We've come today and, and we thank you, God, for your example of even greater in our lives. You sent Jesus, you came yourself, you died for us, you rose again, you did something even greater. You offered us a relationship with you, salvation, eternity with you, God. We thank you for that and we just thank you today, Jesus. That today you're doing something even greater in our midst, in our church, in our cities. God, you've called us to reach a world for you. Jesus, today that's what our legacy offering is about. It's about reaching the world. It's lost, doesn't know Jesus. We're taking a faith step today to help further, to advance the kingdom of heaven. We thank you for that. Jesus, speak to us through your scriptures this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone said? Amen. If you could just bring me down a little bit, that would be great this morning. Hey, it's funny the conversations that you start to have with your children as they get older. I don't know if there's any parents here this morning, but as your children move from being young to sort of coming into their teenage years to in the middle of their teenage years, they, you start to have different conversations with them. And uh, some of the conversations I've been having with my children have been conversations where they're kind of like comparing themselves to me. And so, uh, my, especially my two oldest ones, uh, Joelle, who is uh, 16, almost 17. She was just playing the keys now. And my son, Ethan, who's 14, he's back on the computer today and uh, doing the media. And so different conversations. So my daughter, Joelle, she's been having some conversations about me, about her, um, her schooling. And so she's had some exams recently, and so she's got the results back. And so she's been telling me, hey, Dad, look at my results. 
did you ever get results like this? Did you, you know, I'm smarter than you, Dad. I'm, uh, you're not as smart as me, Dad. And um, if I can just give a little humble uh, parent brag right now, um, Joel had a GPA of 3.92 out of 4. It's pretty good. So she, she actually is smarter than me. She's, she's actually doing better in school than me than, than I ever did. And then, then my son, uh, Ethan, he comes up to me and he, he starts puffing out his chest and starts flexing the biceps. He's like, Dad, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm starting to get bigger than you, Dad. Like, like he, l- l- this year he brought himself a chin-up bar. He's like, Dad, I can do more, more chin-ups than you can do. You know, I can, and, and, and it's true, actually. He can do more chin-ups than me. It's, it's embarrassing. I'm struggling to get even two out these days. I'm like, oh, this is bad. And he's, he's like, Dad, I'm going to be taller than you soon. And like, he's, he's almost as tall as me. He's going to be taller than me soon. I'm like, you're right, son. Pretty soon you're going to be bigger. When I hug him these days, he's like, oh, there's, there's a bit of solidness here. You know, he's getting bigger. He's going to be taller than me one day. And you know, those kind of conversations, I don't have a problem with it because as a parent, you know, I want my children to go further to do more, to achieve, to, be, to do more than I did. I want them to, to be even greater. And if there's any parents here today, or you may not be a parent, but you're an uncle or an auntie or, uh, or something along those lines, or you know people or you've got friends, and you want those people in your lives to do more, to go further, to, 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 to do all that they have for them, to, to see the generation after us do more. And in the scriptures, Jesus has a discussion similar to this at, at what was the Passover uh, uh, meal with his disciples. It's one of his last talks that he has with them before he goes to the cross, heads to uh, the cross and he dies and then rises again. And so he's talking to his disciples and he's giving them a little coach talk. He's giving them a little pep talk. He's giving them a little bit of, you know, something encouragement into their lives. And he, he gives them this incredible promise in John 14 verse 12. He says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Jesus sits there and he says, I fed the 5,000, I've raised people from the dead, I've cast out demons, I've, I've done all these amazing miracles, I've, I've made you know, hands extend, legs walk again, you know, I've healed the blind, all these works that I've done, you will do, and even greater works than me. I don't know about you, but I read this scripture and I'm a little bit convicted. I read it and I think to myself, wow, Jesus, I read your story. I read the stories of the disciples and how they went out and they spread the gospel message. And wherever they went, there were signs and wonders and healings and miracles and breakthrough and amazing signs of God and His power. And I think to myself, wow, that's pretty amazing. I don't know if we can live up to that. I look at that and I say, wow, surely that's the gold standard. Surely that's the, the standard and poor uh, S and whatever they're called these days. Oh, showing my ignorance. S and P. That's the triple A rating. Surely Jesus is the pinnacle. He's the he's the top. He is the he is the the greatest that there ever could be. That's the pinnacle. How could I ever do greater than Jesus? But here's what I want to encourage us with, church. The heart of Jesus isn't that the stories or the good works that he did and his disciples did, that they would be our ceiling, but rather that they would be our floor. 
that they would be a starting point for us to build upon, to go further, to do even greater works than these. The problem we have is that the small-minded thinking starts to invade our lives. The problem we have is that we start to get uh, beaten and, and we start to get tossed and turned to and fro from the storms of life and the things that happen and experiences and different voices and problems that cause us to lose sight of the even greater that God wants us believing Him for. Where once we prayed big risky prayers, now we're praying safe prayers. Where once we believed for big, now we're believing for small. Where we were once all in for the cause of Jesus and the gospel message to be taken to the world around us. Now we're content to sit in the comfort of our own homes. It's too cold for me to go to church today or to go to my neighbor and tell them about Jesus. We're content to stay where we are. And every now and again, every now and then we need a jolt. We need a jolt. We need some power. We need some impartation from the Holy Spirit and His power to remind us that He is the God of even greater. The question for our lives is, do we believe it? Do we believe that God is able to do more? Do we believe that He is the God of even greater? The Apostle Paul in the Scriptures, he believed it. Look what he says in Ephesians 3.20. Now to Him talking about God. Now to Him who is able to do a little bit. Now to Him who is able to do maybe something. Now to Him who is able to do small things. Is that what the Scriptures say? No, the Scriptures say now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more. Some, some verses say exceedingly. Some say abundantly more than we could ask or imagine according to His power that is in work within us. The Scriptures say that there is an exceeding, there is an immeasurably more power that is in work within our lives and even greater that God has called us for. When I read this verse, I need to ask myself, I need to look in the mirror and say, Hey, Bronson, uh, we need to ask ourselves, we, we need to ask the question, What God are you believing in today? What God are you following? Do you believe in the God of just enough? Or is He the God of even greater? Do you believe in the God who is barely able? Or is He the God that is more than able? Do you today believe in a God who is limited? Or is He a limit, an unlimited God? What kind of God do you believe in today? Here's where our belief comes into play. And here's why... Believing and thinking and meditating on the Word of God. And here's why being in a, in, a, in a community of believers and to come along and be encouraged in church and in life groups and when you meet with other believers, here's where our belief comes into play. Because we believe in the God of even greater, we can believe God for even greater. Oh, come on, I think that's a, I think, I think whoever come up with that statement, that's, I didn't come up with that, but whoever, that, that's, that's better, we can do better than that. I don't want to plagiarize, but come on. Because we believe in the God of even greater, we can believe God for even greater. In Legacy Sunday 2023, we're believing for even greater. Three things. And this morning, I want you to write these down if you're taking notes. God's going to ask you about this when you get to heaven. You won't, you won't get in if you don't take these down. No, I'm joking. 
even greater for our city. Number one, we're believing even greater for our city. Man, Melbourne's taken a bit of a knock in the last couple of years, right? Most livable city in the year, worst city in the year. Most unlivable city in the world, right? Melbourne's taken a knock, you know. It's a little bit of a shine has been taken off the whole Melbourne vibe, you know. But, but I love this city. I love Melbourne. I love the western suburbs that we live in. You know, people might look down on the west, but I love the west. God called our church to the western suburbs of Melbourne. And we're believing even greater for our city. The disciples asked Jesus, Jesus, how do we pray? How should we pray when we come together? And he answered them in Matthew 6 verse 9. He said, this then is how you should pray. He says, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He says, Father, bring your kingdom down to our cities that we live in. Come down into the earth, the places where we live in. We're called to stand and believe for God's kingdom to expand into our homes, the suburbs we live in, and into our cities. You know, the transformation of Melbourne isn't dependent upon which political party is in rule. It isn't dependent upon which capital works programs occur or which vendor gets the contract for our train system or, you know, politics or cultural issues or economic problems. It's more to do with a heart issue. Melbourne's going to be transformed by the heart, not those other things. Only the good news of Jesus and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit can bring about the transformation Melbourne's heart truly needs. See, it's the gospel that changes hearts and souls. And so therefore, it's the gospel that changes and saves cities too. That's why this legacy, we're sowing into initiatives that will have an even greater impact directly in our city and to cities afield. Helping Hands Mission, Global Care, Church Planting, Solomon Islands Bible College, Answered Prayer, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later as well. We're sowing into these areas because we believe that as we do this, souls saved, lives transformed, healings, miracles, breakthrough, faith stirred, provision provided. We're believing even greater in our city and belong beyond. Number one, even greater for our city. Number two, even greater for our church. The kids could come. We're believing even greater for our church. In Matthew 16, Jesus is in an, in an area of his disciples called Caesarea Philippi. And it was an, an area that was influenced by Greco-Roman culture and it was a very pagan region, this, this area that they found themselves in. And there was a place where there was p- pagan rituals and all kinds of immoral practice that were, practices that were happen, happening. There were temples and shrines to different Greek and Roman gods, uh, Pan and different people. Uh, there was temples to the Caesars to worship them. And so it was a place that was very immoral, anti-God, uh, a pagan place. And it's in this environment that Jesus says the following to his disciples. And and, and in fact, where he says it, quite possibly there was this big rock and there were all these shrines to different various pagan gods and quite possibly the disciples that were right in the shadow of that rock. And he says this in Matthew 16, 18. And I tell you, you are Peter and on the rock, on this rock, I will build my church 
and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Jesus in the shadow of this pagan religion, in Jesus in the, in the shadow of the Roman Empire that at the time was at peak you know, it, was, it seemed like it was an immovable force that it would never be able to, you know, nothing would ever stand against it. Jesus says, there's a new com- coming kingdom. There's a new coming empire. There's a new coming kingdom. It's the kingdom of God. He says the church will rise. It's going to grow. It's going to expand. And he says it's going to face forces of power. It's going to face the forces of hell and Hades and the enemy are going to come against it, but they're not going to prevail. He promises even greater for the church. And today we sit in the shadow too of a society, a culture that is, 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 is like those days of old. Something's never changed. Today with all the culture wars that are going on, with all the pushback against God's Word and our beliefs and the very cause of which our society was based on with all that was once wrong, now right, and all that was once right, now wrong, and with all these different things and, and all these different ways of thinking and confusing, uh, confusion and redefining of different terms and new speak tolerance. With all of that, God promises the church is still going to be here. The church is going to, the, the gates of hell will not prevail. Can I say, church, our best days are ahead. They're not behind us. Can I say this morning, God is going to continue to build, equip, and expand His church. He has promised it. And I can give you a promise. And and your, your partner can give you a promise and your teacher at school can give you a promise and your manager and your boss can give you a promise. But that, that promise could be broken. But the promises of God, when God's Word says something, it will happen. He's promised even greater for the church. Today our giving is a faith declaration that we believe even greater for our church. This legacy, we're doing some things in our church, kitchen upgrade, outdoor seating area, elevation, kids, resourcing, media upgrade, building fund, a few other things as well. Last week, we had 30 kids. I want to share with you. Last week, we had 30 kids in our elevation kids program. And we've got some great rooms that we've set up for our kids, but, you know, th- those rooms are getting too small. There's too many kids and uh, we're struggling and, and we need more workers. Hey, if you're great with kids, if you want to volunteer, if you want to come on team, would you put your hand up? Come and speak to Norma at the front. Say, I want to serve in Elevation Kids. The rooms are getting too small and this is exciting news for us because you know what that means? It means that pretty soon we're going to have to punch a hole through this wall behind us. We're going to have to do a big karate kick, kick a hole through there. I almost slipped over. Punch a hole through that wall, move into the back area. We've got a big space there. Build some new kids' rooms. Put a kids' playground in there. Some more kids' check-in spaces. It's going to be amazing. That's what we're giving to this year at Legacy. And I want to share a statistic with you. And The statistic is this, that 90% of adults who profess to be Christians made a decision to follow Jesus before the age of 18. 90% of 
of adult Christians made a decision to follow Christ before they turned 18. Do you know what that means to us? That means our Elevation Kids ministry is the most important ministry in this church. I thought it was me up here preaching. It's our kids. It's our Elevation Kids. Please, parents, do not devalue what happens in that room. When you send your kids along, they're they're being told about Jesus, how much God loves you, how He's here for you, how He's your friend. You can call upon Him in times of need. They're they're modeling what it is to follow Jesus. Our young children, they're looking at you. How do you live your life? They want to be like you. They want to be like mom and dad. Are we following Jesus? Are we setting that example? This year in our giving, we're going to activate our faith before too long. Our kids are going to be in that back room having an amazing time. They're going to be inviting their friends along, little, little children growing up. One day, who knows, maybe one of your children might take over this church one day. Who knows? Who knows? Your son or your daughter is going to, come on, the call of God upon my life. We're believing even greater for our city. We're believing greater, even greater for our church. And number three, we're believing even greater for each other. Turn to the person next to you and say, this is a great message this morning. Number three, even greater for each other. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give as you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Today we're, today we're giving. And I don't want you to give out of compulsion or reluctantly. I want you to give out of a cheerful heart. It says this, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all time, things at all times, in all things at all times, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Does anyone here today want to abound in every good work in all times, in all things? Verse 10, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity result in thanksgiving to God. Paul's writing a letter to the church in Corinth, to a church like ours, a body of believers, and he's talking about a voluntary contribution he's asking them to make to the churches in Jerusalem. They're struggling in Jerusalem, and he's asking, would you contribute some money? And he explains to them, he said, hey, we're different. The way we live our lives, the way we handle our finances is not the same as other people. See, as Christians, we have a different mindset in the way that we see how our finances work compared to the world. See, in the kingdom of Jesus, it's a kingdom of generosity that operates like sowing and reaping. There's a reaping that comes from our sowing. Today, I'm not talking about prosperity doctrine or prosperity gospel that says, hey, we give because we want to get. Hey, we give to the church or we give to God because we want to be blessed for our own self-accumulation, for our own self-wants and needs. No, no, we're not talking about that. We believe that the financial seeds that we've sown can 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 result in an even greater harvest 
so that we can be used to give even greater to others around us so that God can use us to, to, in an even greater way. We're not asking God to bless us for our own accumulation. We're asking God to bless us so that we can be an even greater blessing to the world around us. How are you able to do what you do? Why are you always so generous? How come it seems like you always have enough, even though over here I see your generous life, of your, your time and your energy and your, your space and your hospitality and your compassion and your money and your abilities and your talents. How are you able to do that? Because we believe in sowing and reaping. As we sow, God reaps an abundance in my life. We can believe for even greater provision because it is God who supplies bread for food, the money to live on, Let's be real today, authentic. We, we need money to live on. I'm not, we need that. I've got bills. We've got bills to pay. But also seed to the sower. Seed to the seed. See that the farmer has to give away something that he has to believe and plant it so it'll grow into something greater. God gives us seed to plant, money to give. We can believe for God to bless our lives and those around us. Today, as I close and as we participate in our legacy offering, it's a statement of faith. It's a statement of, God, I trust in you. God, I know that I can trust in you. In this area of, our, of my finances, I choose, Lord, to operate under the kingdom principle that you have of sowing and reaping. I choose to say, Jesus, you're Lord of my finances. And I want us to stop and think for a moment. And maybe you want to close your eyes. And I want you to see a picture. And see a picture of this church in this room and the people gathered. In it. And see a picture of yourself. And maybe you see a picture of your, yourself and uh, with your legacy pledge. And you see a picture of yourself with your, your time and your energy. And a picture of yourself with your, your generosity and your compassion and your abilities. And, you, and just see a picture of yourself. And here we are today. And there's an opportunity for every single one of us to be part of what's happening today. For our city, for our church, for each other. And I want you to look at, at where we are right now and I want you to imagine what's going to happen in our, in our city, in our church, in our lives this year. I want you to imagine in the coming days and weeks and months what, what might occur, what could happen, how, how, how our city, our church, how someone's life might be changed because of what we're going to do today, because of the step of faith we're going to take this morning. And then I want you to think a little bit further down the track. Five years. I want you to think maybe even further afield than that. In 10 years' time. In 20 years' time. I want you to maybe if you could grab a hold of, of faith in God, maybe if you could grab a hold of the Scriptures, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. If you could grab a hold of some faith this morning and maybe you can see a hundred years in the future, everything that God is doing, everything that God is doing, everything that God has done. And think about how today we have an opportunity to affect that future. Today we have an opportunity, five years, 20 years, 100 years from now. It's different because of what we did today. You know, today we are standing in this place because of what men and women did last year, did five years ago, 
did 20 years ago, did 50 years ago. Our denomination celebrates 50 years next year. Uh, 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 300 years ago, uh, 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 1,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago. What, what happened? Because people have come before us. Today we have an opportunity to be part of something amazing. The sacrifice, the belief in a God of even greater. We're going to see souls saved, lives changed miracles, healings. We're going to see people enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ to experience eternal life. Jesus glorified, the name of God lifted up, praise and worship given to the King of Kings. We're going to see a city changed, a church changed, lives changed because He is the God of even greater. This morning, Lord Jesus, we just thank You in this place. We thank You, You're the God of even greater. We thank you, you are the God who is able to do even more. You're the God who is able to come into our place, come into our situation, do more than we can ask or think. God, this morning, I thank you, Jesus, what you did was not a ceiling on what we can see you do in our lives. What you did was the floor that we can build upon. What you did, Jesus, was an encouragement. Come on, Jesus, I believe. Come on, Jesus, I believe in greater today. Perhaps you're here this morning and you're, you're believing even greater for your children. Perhaps you're here this morning and maybe your children are young or maybe they're old. Maybe your children this morning, they know Jesus or they don't know Jesus. I, I don't know, but you're believing even greater. Maybe in your life you're believing even greater for in your marriage. Maybe, maybe you're believing even greater in your finances. You're believing even greater in your health. You're believing even greater in your mental well-being. I, I don't know what it is, but God's called us to even greater. And the even greater that He's called us to is not for us to keep and to hold and to live for ourselves. The even greater He's called us to live in is so that we would receive and then impart it to others that we would receive and then give it to others. The Scriptures say that a generous person, those who refresh others will be refreshed. Jesus, we thank You this morning in this place, God. We just thank You this morning, Lord God. God of even greater. Today, maybe there's men and women here today, and as I've been sharing and as we've been singing, and I don't know, maybe God's been speaking to you. And maybe some of us, have, have we've stepped back. Maybe some of us have, have hopped off the bus. Maybe some of us have gone to the back of the room. We used to be at the front of the room. Maybe we used to be on that bus heading towards where God was taking us. Maybe we used to be believing and praying big prayers, but for whatever reason, we're not living in the even greater life. Today, God, I pray that we would step up to even greater, Lord Jesus. You know, the first step of even greater is to know Jesus Christ to invite Him into your life. Today there might be people in this room and you've never made the decision to invite Jesus into your life.